And welcome to another fantastic episode of the Modern Man podcast. Um, I've got a lady on today, another lady. They're, they're rare, but whenever I do, they are always very special. Um, I have Orsa from Taylor Matched, uh, just being coached on how to say her name correctly. I think I did well. Um, she's a romantic and sexual compatibility thought leader and a matchmaker and a female coach that does lots of other things for women that are ready. That's the key part, isn't it? That they're ready. Yes, absolutely. Ready to step into their truth, ready to say yes to themselves and ready to say out loud that sexual compatibility is important to them just as life compatibility is important to us. So yeah, working with strong empowered yeses and of course no's as well. Because um, a lot of people, men and women, say they're ready, think they're ready. Yes. But quite often they're not. Quite often they are not. Uh, this is why I wanted to qualify as a coach. I thought, yeah. what's the point in matching people with strong compatibility when they are going to self-sabotage themselves <laughs> out of there? <laughs> you yeah. know, just like I used to do in the past something I knew what I wanted in my heart I was close to getting it and then my limiting beliefs and inner chatter was like no we can't have that remember that thing what happened when you were 18 uh, when you were 19 years old that's gonna happen again if you're not careful and before you know it you're coming up with all these reasons why you shouldn't have what you deep down really you know crave and, and longing for uh, so yeah so I'm one for Seeing how they're saying yes and no's with their bodies as well, you know, where is the yes and no coming from? And is it aligned with what they're saying? And it's interesting, but I'm, as somebody who's quite self-aware, obviously, because that's my line of work, um, sometimes you don't know. I mean, listen, relationships are the front line, right? That's the, the, you're in the game there. That's the baptism of fire. So any level of personal development that you've done, especially as a single person, if you've done stuff on yourself before entering into it you can be up here and feel like you're at eight or nine in terms of ready but then when you step into a relationship like it kind of pulls the plaster off a little bit and even more so if you end up falling in love you know that can really put you back a few steps and open up the the the, the stuff you know that you think you've yes. healed um and i guess you never know until you're until you're in it sometimes no Exactly. There is one thing to be on the sideline and, you know, apply steps and logic and this would happen then and I'm going to do like this and then I'm going to respond like that when you're actually in it. And as you say, you know, when you start dating, when you fall in love, when you're really deepening the love and surrender to love and kind of removing the control and the desired, we want to and need an outcome, you know, we're left with our thoughts and feelings and we go hang on this is not how I thought I was going to react or why am I thinking about this all of a yeah. sudden so it's definitely um, a completely different game once you're in it um, and this is also why I believe it is so important and you mentioned that to take a step towards something kind of giving it a go giving it a try because I also even though I'm one for self-development um, and have always been, I also think that there could be a risk to feeling like we need to take that course. You know, there's always a, to a course to take or yeah, something sure, we can sure. develop, yeah, but yeah. it's like, you know, get involved in your life at the same time, you know, can you allow yourself to still, um, you know, experience your life, maybe not perfectly, you know, all the time. And that's okay. You're only human. Exactly. And I mean, and, and personal development and self-development is a kind of ongoing process, you know, yeah. just because there's that, like people, you don't, going and doing some personal development in order to get a relationship. So you do the personal development, then you go get a relationship and you stop the development mm. or, or whatever, or because that's the goal. Um, yes. That's not really the mindset to take into personal development, is it? Because, hey, you should be doing it for yourself rather than a specific outcome. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's always ongoing, um, 100%. Personal growth. Yeah. So question number one that I've got for you, not that I've written any down, but this is the thing that's popped up into my head. How and why? 
how and why do I do what I do? Yeah, how did you um, end up here? Yeah, so I used to be in, in a place whereby I met men that I was compatible with in life. So we were great life partners. We had a lot of things in common. However, in the bedroom, and when it came to sexual compatibility, we were not that compatible. And I kind of told ourselves, okay, well, if I want love, I probably need to give up, you know, a really uh, good, hot and fulfilling sex life. I probably can't have, you know, have it both. Over time, we ended up in a place whereby like, it feels like we're more friends, you know, we're not being intimate, the, you know, the sex life is non-existent and the relationship for that reason fizzled out. I then said to myself, okay, so the intimate side and the sexual compatibility is very important to me. I'm going to go out in the world leading with this, knowing this is important, found that. So the relationships I therefore entered was very strong in terms of the sexual compatibility, but we were not compatible in our lives. Yep. What we wanted, we didn't have the same values. It was a lot of drama in those type of relationships. And I was like, what is up with that? I seem to go from one end to the, uh, of the spectrum to the other. I always felt like I had to give up one thing in order to have something if that makes sense it does yeah um, and over time as well in my previous career um i kind of told myself over years in the corporate rat race that in order to be successful um in order to be successful in what i was doing i had to downplay my feminine energy my femininity overall i kind of taught myself this very limiting idea of like I wish I was born a man yeah. you know if we had this conversation uh, five years ago seven years ago I would have said that you know I believe that the feminine is weak you know we just want to sit and think about emotions all day what that led to however was me not feeling into how I was feeling at all for mm. 10 years <laughs> but during those 10 years I really went for it in terms of my career um, I decided at the age of 20 that I wanted to be an international sales director with an 85k salary and when I was 29 I had a six-figure salary and I was a commercial a director and the first female board director in one of the largest PR agencies in the country. And the following week after I had the title and the pay packet, I had a breakdown. Uh, so it was just a yeah. lot of things happening. You know, I'm ever so grateful for that now because it was also the beginning of my awakening. So a lot of things came into place and I thought, who am I? What's important to me? What does a fulfilling relationship look like? And then I thought there is no one speaking really about owning who you are, owning your sexual self, owning your whole self and bringing this into a relationship. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to create that. And before I knew it, Taylor Mash was born. Nice. It's a, it's an interesting dynamic, and I'm sure. A, I know you're not alone with the, that journey as a woman mm. in in corporate. I think that's a massive. I think at least two or three generations of women have have suffered with that um, paradox, you know. Um, and and not just the women themselves, you know, their relationships and the guys that they've mm. been with. It's it's a struggle for for everybody. This strange dynamic and yeah. and I see it at my stage of life in my sort of 40s now at this post-divorce and I'm seeing so many women of uh, my my friends and women that I've dated and so forth that are just like wow what have we done to ourselves mm. you know um yeah. what what did we do how did we end up here um and largely that because that what happens then is when women are in their in that masculine zone yeah there's a shift in polarity isn't there in their marriage and I would say in my considerable experience after writing my divorce book and, and kind of going out there and talking about divorce so much, it seems to be responsible for well over half of the divorces, the mm. polarity switch where you've got men and it happened to me. Like, and I only noticed that now with hindsight um, where slowly over time you step out of your masculine energy when you're at home, which is weird. Um, <laughs> and you leave it all to your, to your, to your wife. And you wonder why everything dies off. So that it's a big problem for a whole generation of men and women, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's a massive thing. And, you know, I had no idea what was masculine energy, feminine energy, polarity, presence. You know, can I look at my previous relationships and admit that was I present and deeply surrendered to my feminine and masculine and pleasure and self-love and self-worth? No, what I was solely focusing on was my pay package and my, you know, I'm I'm a nice human being. You know, if you spoke to my exes, I'm sure they would say, you know, she's a nice person. But she was, you know, not really present. And that was something I didn't acknowledge back then. I just knew sort of learning about the feminine and the masculine dynamics and understanding the traits and how I show up, show up. I realized that, you know, I've been in my masculine from the moment I was born. Yeah. You know, it was always kind of like words around me. Uh, you know, I was a strong baby. Then I was a strong, strong little girl. Then I was a strong younger woman. Then I was a strong adult. You know, all these things was always being, you know, sorry, um, achieving, producing yeah. results, results, results. That was how I received love, you know, as a child. So now I know a lot about this. But for a very long time, I was just like aimlessly wondering, wondering why isn't my relationship going to like greater depth? Why can I not be my authentic self? Why am I attracting these men that don't want to commit? Why am I attracting men that treats me like shit? And why am I allowing it? You know, so it's been years of of work around that. But uh, the good news is that you can change uh, towards what you really want and and deserve. You can, you can indeed. And you're going to help people to do that. Tell us a little bit more then. Obviously, you, you not obviously, but you started the agency up, the uh, Taylor Matched, just prior to lockdown, was it? Was so it? Taylor Matched has been around for nearly three years, okay. but yeah. we launched our matchmaking um, right. uh, community fully in January last year. So yes, you're right. So we went out with a bang. I did all of the events. I've been networking like there was no tomorrow from 2019. And we had like all the inquiries in February last year and then March. And I was like, what is this? Um, However, we have had such a supportive um, community. People still want to engage with quality people and quality conversations. So there was definitely a place for for us. But yeah, the irony of of, uh, really going for it, you know, offline is where it's at. Okay, no, we're doing online for a little bit longer. (laughs) Bear with (laughs) Like you said, I think it's a shift that just people people have had to make in general, isn't it? Uh, not just in business, but certainly in the in the in the romantic sense. I mean, it's been a boom for for kind of dating apps and uh, and things because I think people who aren't in a relationship um, have the loneliness has been peaked, hasn't it? In the during the lockdown, that realization we spent a lot of time sat around um, having the opportunity to kind of think a bit more deeply and certainly I think we're all feeling a little bit lonely but more so those who aren't in a relationship and so seeking out ways to do that um certainly the more discerning people would have come to you and you know everybody has to be a bit understanding it's change change for everybody isn't it from a business perspective yeah completely so how have you kind of worked around this you've still been matching people they've been and they've been connecting online zoom calls and, and things like that yeah Yes, exactly. So we have encouraged people to get very creative with their um, online dates. Uh, so we have encouraged people to have Zoom dates, uh, you know, when we've been allowed to do uh, socially distant walks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so we really had to be creative. And because we're talking about sexual compatibility as well, you know, how do you bring that up in an online space? How do you kind of like explore um, chemistry? So we've had a few favorites in, in how to um, explore that a little bit uh, deeper as well. Tell me. How did <laughs> well, you do that? Yeah, well, I had an event uh, last night for nearly 150 people about owning wow. your sexual desires um, in mm-hmm. dating, which uh, was really a beautiful space for people to really share and ask for advice and share examples. Um, and it's really, you know, as in all the work that we do, it starts with ourselves. What is it that we're hesitant around or maybe feel shame around when it comes to owning our sexual desires and speaking freely um, about this is always um, step one to create awareness and there is so many um good you know we always say to people like slow down you know always have engage in conversation don't say hi and then send a picture you know god forbid people <laughs> yeah. still do that really hope not oh, and if you are the volume <laughs> the volume of the volume that that happens at is shocking i run a women's group 
mm. um, the Modern Woman Club. And this is the thing because, and you get guys like me who like, it just wouldn't even cross, just my brain doesn't work like that. And so we kind of think, God, oh, there can't be that many guys out there that are doing these things. But since when in the, doing the work that I do, yeah, the volume yeah. that, that happens. Yeah, still happens. So it was, um, yeah, people that were sharing. This is what I really love about mixed groups because you get men sharing and women can be like, hey, this is how we feel when this happens and, and vice versa. Um, so it's always slowing down and engaging in authentic expression, you know, building trust. The rewards are limitless when we actually take the time to get to know someone. Um, and the games that I really enjoy are the what if game, which just get you into like different scenarios. So, you know, we're on a date, we're at a bar, like even that is like a sexual desire now when we can't even be outside. Yeah. <laughs> even, <laughs> even that is like dirty talk. Um, so imagine we're at a bar, you know, we're, we're chatting and we see someone that we both feel attracted to. What happens like, what, what happens then? or we're um, in a restaurant and we're both feeling really hot and bothered. We see that there is some like um, a bathroom that looks a little bit like private on the side. What happens next? Those type of scenarios to just see a where, how much do they want to open up? Are we thinking the same thing? Is it a yes or no or maybe for them? It's just kind of like a fun way to, to get to know each other, the what if game. And if you can, of course, you know, trust me to take it straight to like public uh, public uh, <laughs> display of affection and, and sexual uh, encounters yeah. it could be anything you know what if we could the world opens up tomorrow we can fly to destination where are we going you have unlimited uh, funds to create a playroom in a dungeon what would be in there or would you not even want to have a dungeon you know it can just be some fun um games once you have established connection once you have established trust not, don't go straight in with those questions for sure <laughs> yes that is an important caveat <laughs> yes um in my work with men one of the things that i've found is is a bit of a struggle with this and probably is mm. maybe a contributory factor to the to the sending of pictures and so forth is that guys literally struggle with the language they kind of they mm -hmm. don't have the language or the level of articulation yeah to have these conversations around emotional and sexual conversation because we don't talk about it yeah exactly. guys do not even with their friends we don't talk about it. the conversations for most men around sex with their mates mm. is jocular you know it's, it's a laugh it's really do you know what i mean oh i got laid last night yeah blah 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 you know and it's kind of as you get older, they may get a little more thing. You might talk about maybe needing to take Viagra's or, or something like that. And you might ask your mate how you go about it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but that's probably as sensitive and as personal as it gets. I know that most guys just don't, we don't have, and so, you know, certainly from a younger age, we just don't have that articulation yeah. or confidence to have those conversations quite often. Yeah, absolutely. I always encourage people to get inspiration wherever they can find it. I'm talking podcasts, um, reading articles, watching programs. If you haven't downloaded uh, Deep Sea Stories, it's um, erotica that you can listen to, which is like the perfect way to listen to different examples. <laughs> taking note <laughs> yeah dipsy uh d-i-p-c um as in the sea uh great examples of just hear how different people are um expressing themselves you know men and women different scenarios to just get a taste for what it could look like yeah. um something that i do with clients as well we get to write our test um uh, sexual t um, manifesto mm -hmm. so this is like a trial run for a conversation because as you say it's most of us don't know what words to use how to express ourselves but we think that by magic we're just gonna you know magically know once we're in the bedroom when you're feeling you know right, really attracted when you're feeling wow. horny yeah as if the words are then gonna come into your head so we always encourage you know have practice runs with yourself, you know, um, listen to 
podcasts, listen to Dipsy stories, you know, get inspiration and always go to workshops. You know, this is why it's so important for me to run workshops for women only, men only, so they feel very safe within uh, that space to open up and to have mixed groups as well. Mm. Um, I, when I launched matchmaking uh, within Taylor Match, I had no idea that I was going to do events. And um, it was well after I went to a uh, vulva workshop and it was a mixed group and it was, I don't know, you know, age is kind of irrelevant, but they were maybe like around the forties. It was a man and a woman in the group, didn't know each other. And the woman said, you know, I just, um, you know, I, I really want to share what I like more in the bedroom and how the man should touch me. But, you know, I'm so afraid of them thinking that uh, they're doing something wrong. I'm going to knock their confidence. And then it was another guy in the group. He was like, oh my God, women never tell me what they want in the bedroom. I never know if I'm touching them right. I'm kind of going by previous experiences and porn, which I know is not right, but that's the only thing I know and have access to. And she was like, what do you mean? Do you really want the woman to tell you what she wants in the bedroom and how to be touched? He was like, yes, I do. You know, so it's like they've gone through their whole lives. Yeah, Yeah. just thinking that the opposite sex wanted or did Like it's a lot of assumptions. And especially in in Britain. So I spoke with a guy called Shawnee Love on another episode of this podcast. Um, And he's a he's a male sex worker, um, professional dominant. Yeah. Um, But what we what we were talking about is. uh, We wanted to speak to him about consent specifically. And it's one of those things, especially Brit in Britain. Right. You know, we we do not talk about this kind of stuff. And then there's this false idea that by bringing up topics of consent and even what each other would like to do in the bedroom would somehow ruin the moment, Mm. you know, um, a, we think we should do it in, in that moment. We don't know how, but we also think that if we do bring up any of those stuff or we do tell somebody how, how we like to be touched or something like that, that we're somehow going to ruin the ma- We're going to break the magic spell, right? Yeah. But actually the truth is that you couldn't be farther from the truth. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And it's, you know, even when we're talking about, you know, uh, our preferences and what we want and what we absolutely don't want, it's the same for words as well. You know, some people would find like swear words a real turn on and some people would find it really jarring. Like, please don't say that around me. So there is, you know, what words do you want to express? What's the yes and no's, you know, around that as well. But as you say, it is this um, assumption that, you know, sex looks like in porn, which, you know, it does not there is no editing in in real life you you know there are two or more people that's like getting to know each other and if we always think that it's like most of us don't know ourselves how on earth are we then going to start kind of like second guessing what's right for our partner our partner so the only way to um overcome this or change it is to have a conversation around it and ideally you know the before the bedroom and you know after having sex as well maybe not straight after (laughs) unless you want to you know how was it for you was it anything in particular that you liked but to create a healthy conversation around sex what do we want more of you know is it something that doesn't feel good for us is it something we can do differently but we're all treading so very carefully and we just think that everyone is like slipping into position and know exactly what to do and we don't I, th- I think straight after is a really good time to have that conversation to be fair I think it's yeah. a really good time when, when you're kind of in the little glow um certainly about what you'd like to try next time but mm. I mean one of the things obviously I work with guys I'm um, I'm I'm really into guys taking the initiative showing up as a leader showing up in their positive masculine and and part of that is to is to lead these it might feel a difficult conversations and and again their kind of barrier is to it if i start that conversation i'm going to ruin the moment and i might not get laid um and and in actual fact again the opposite is true actually as bringing that masculine energy and providing that safe container yeah you open the if you're the one that opens the conversation and you allow that and you lead the the conversation the woman that you're with is gonna feel safer and you're gonna have much better sex it does the total opposite to putting a cold tap on it it does the exact opposite because you're showing your you are you're demonstrating this masculine 
healthy container, this safe space where she knows she's going to be listened to, looked after, and exactly. and you're being attentive and present and 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 wanting to have a good time and you know yeah. you're interested in what she wants which again most women have never experienced that yeah exactly and this is something i wrote about the other month about you know where we should also speak about you know which country do you want to travel to and you know which food you really enjoy it's like how do you want me to touch you how do i make you come you yeah. know if men ask women you know how do i how would you like to be touched and you know what make you orgasm and this is something you know you always wanted to try but haven't really dared to do yet you know, it's going to be like, yeah, you know, hell yes, let's have that conversation. Uh, and it's to go from our kind of outdated thoughts around what sex is and isn't and what we should do and shouldn't do to just, you know, experiencing something different by having a conversation. And, you know, everyone is unique. Everyone's bodies are different. Uh, you know, yes, we can look at like uh, erogenous zones and things like that. But from person to person, we like to be touched differently. And, you know, if it's really soft or like firm or um, however the touch looks like as well. So, so yeah, so like start having that conversation, as you say, and you're going to make a lot of women very happy. Are you finding that like when you when you create a space, like in your workshops, um, like once you kind of unlock this, people are really, really keen to talk about it. You know, they actually, it's like you let, you let them off the lead and actually all of this stuff kind of comes out quite often for the first time. Is that something that happens? All the time. Yeah. And I love it so much, you know, to be able to provide that space for people to step in and just speak about their desires freely um, is something that's so beautiful. And, you know, people, um, you know, we meet up, now it's on Zoom, and we start to have a conversation and, you know, they start talking and then 10 minutes down the line, they're like, hang on, why am I telling you this? Uh, I have never told anyone and I don't really know who you are. You know, I've heard you on a podcast. I've seen a few pictures and videos online. And, you know, I just need to say like, it's okay. You know, I'm glad that you're sharing this. You know, what's stopping you from sharing this with someone that you're dating or, you know, what uh, fears do you have around bringing this up? You know, what held you back in the past? So I can, you know, as a coach, as well as a matchmaker, um, guide them and really unlock what they need in order to move forward and have the conversation and um, have the compatibility that they're really looking for. But, you know, in one capacity, we must talk about <laughs> what it is that we want in order to get it. Do you think... Do you think there's a movement coming towards this? Do you think there's a lot, there's a, a a desire for for people to step into this and try and break these old conventions of polite society or, or whatever? This is the this is the thing, isn't it? Like we pretend we're pretending it's all surface. This politeness, all surface. not talking about it, you know, because we all know, especially in Britain, you know, we've got a long history of all kinds of sexual stuff going on behind the scenes. Isn't it? but we do it all behind a curtain um whether that's healthy or not or whether there's healthier ways to go about it i guess is debatable but um is there a movement for this i know um i know we can kind of came across each other through killing kittens community and, and so yes. forth and i know organizations like that are kind of are bringing a new wave and a new vibe to certainly even just to, to swinging i know for like, again i'm i'm slightly older than, than, than most of the people in that community are kind of 30s and mid 30s but i know as a youngster for me swinging has always just had this like really diabolical kind of thought comes up in my head you know keys in the bowl lots of older <laughs> people not particularly you know like uh, a little bit icky um and that's been my genuine life experience you know i mean I, when i was I went to Spain when I was 19 and I was a stripper for three and a half years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> that. Yeah. And, um, and so there, we, you know, I was involved in that kind of sexual scene sort of thing. And so there, there was a few sort of swingers clubs and stuff and we had to go do shows in a couple of them and they weren't, they weren't very tasteful, should we say. Okay. It was a little bit icky to be fair. And that seems to be changing, you know, and there's more younger people, mm -hmm. It's, it's becoming a more kind of classy trendy kind of thing thing to do to explore all this sort of stuff so i guess conversations around it will are becoming more open as well oh yeah 100 percent. yeah absolutely 100 percent. which i you know 
greatly enjoy when I see people really stepping into that truth, uh, you know, the sexual truth, uh, which is so empowering and liberating, uh, you know, really removes shame when we start talking about it, A, admitting it to ourselves, you know, be honest with ourselves first and foremost. And what I always uh, encourage people to do is like, form your own opinion around, you know, sex clubs or uh, swing parties or, you know, uh, BDSM community, King community, uh, you know, you never know what your experience is going to be like, you know, we could listen to people and their experience, but what's yours. And um, intuitively, you know, for a very long time, I wanted to go to a sex party, you know, it took me some years before I went to my first one. And when I did go, I was like, I've found my people. <laughs> I knew this was going on in London. I just had no idea how to how to get there, you know, but because it was like something that I really wanted to to experience, you know, and I started speaking about it, a admitting it to myself, being okay with that, sp start speaking about it with with men and women. I met a, some, an amazing woman uh, who turned out to be a dominatrix as well as like high flyer in her corporate career. I was like, oh my god, you could earn money and have a good sex life and have love. This is incredible. Give me everything. <laughs> Um, to then going to my first sex party. And I was like, this is amazing. I don't know how many women I brought to sex parties. Yeah. I just like was on one one summer when I met women <sighs> out in a bar. They're like, yeah, I've heard about this uh, community. I was like, have you gone? They're like, no. I was like, I'll take you. Uh -huh. um, because I was like, you know, if this is something that you want yeah, to do, then you yeah. should go and experience it. And most often than not what well, the stories that that we hear is like this was such an amazing community this was such a nice event oh my god everyone is really friendly and open here it's like yeah but and again um like the rest of the world <laughs> actually has got so much to learn from that sex community whether it's from bdsm and everything else like just around language expression consent and having yeah. those conversations because all of that stuff is imperative right if you're in 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 that community like yeah. you said which is why it's so friendly because you've got you've kind of got to be open you've got to let you you've got to learn how to communicate fairly quickly right yeah. and and there's lots of people on hand to to, to show you how to do that as well um, and I think that's the stuff that needs to kind of come out to the rest mm -hmm. to everybody else those those bits if we if everybody can get as comfortable with communicating and as clear on consent and as clear on their sexual desires and as clear on communicating don't not like that like this mm. sort of thing and can get as comfortable as people are in the in the uh in the sex community the world would be a happier place right oh yeah so much happier and you know we'd just be more at ease with ourselves and who we are and kind of you know not having this like overhanging like oh my God, what, what is wrong with me if I think this or that? Or we make it mean something when it's like, free yourself of all of that. You know, you've got one life, it's happening right now. You know, go educate yourself, go and surround yourself with people who are doing or want to do what you want to do. And, you know, you start to see that the world opens up and it's like, you know, even though I'm, you know, I'm a matchmaker and I match people on sexual preferences and life compatibility. And there are so many areas that, that I don't know, you know, I always strive to learn more, you know, when I, when I was in back in the day when I was um, on a board, then I felt that, you know, I was around, you know, I had to make decisions right, left and center every, every day, you know, I do now too, but like I had to make bigger decisions um, and moving away from that career, I just felt like, oh, I kind of miss making decisions. I kind of, you know, where is my whip at? And uh, I thought, you know, actually, I've never thought about like doing anything around um, like becoming a dominatrix. And, you know, I'm still very early on, on that. I don't think it's right for me. However, I was like, you know, let's do a quick Google. I found this woman called Lola Jean. I was like, oh, she does dominatrix 101. Feels good. Went there, met, you know, made two friends who was in the group. And, I, you know, just to kind of see and, and learn and, and explore, you know. Yeah, for sure. Why not? But and again, there's lots of stuff that I mean, you don't know, do you? You don't know until you until you go and have a little look, a close a closer yeah. look. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm, it's an interesting journey. Yes. And so, I, I, this is a good question. Where where do most of your clients kind of come from? Do they come from that scene already, or are they on in the other direction? Are they moving towards that 
scene when they find you? Yeah, it is quite a mix, uh, but I would say that most people that come to Taylor Mash, they are in that scene already or know they've made a strong decision that they want to be a part of that scene. Um, And then on the other hand, you know, I spoke to a lady yesterday and she was like, I don't have any specific kinks. You know, I'm quite vanilla. I think my friends doesn't think I'm vanilla, but according to, you know, what I see on, on your Instagram, maybe I am vanilla. And I was like, well, this is the exact the reason why you should come to us you know if you're not into like have a specific kink and you you know you enjoy other sexual activities then we will introduce you to men based on your profile and if you have a specific kink you know then we talk to you as well and we introduce you uh, to people on your wavelength when it comes to that but there is quite a a mixed um, uh, group of people that is coming to us but I would say most of them are kind of a part of the scene um, already and know that this is something that is very important to them. I mean I know how that lady feels Um, because I did I went on a bit of an exploration for I remember a friend of mine who is a uh, a sex coach basically uh, yeah. she works she works with women and she, she pretty much sent me like a checklist lots of it horrified me I've got to say <laughs> I was like the people the people take this box um yeah. I was like no and and by the end of it this process not just the ticky box but actually like going along to a couple of parties and all of this sort of stuff which I did which I enjoyed and, and intend to once we get that back out of this again to continue to enjoy yeah um but yeah as for anything to to, i'm i'm not i'm fairly vanilla like you know and and then i my first my first reaction to that was like that's a bit rubbish i was quite disappointed in myself (laughs) Mm. (laughs) i was like come on there's got to be something um yeah yeah compared to lots of people but it's cool with that i'm cool with that now yeah Yeah. But I know, I know what you mean. And it was um, a workshop that I went to for, you know, when I really started my journey to sexual liberation, mm. then I went on a workshop um, uh, around sensual massage. Mm. And I read sensual massage in the title. And then I was like, you know, you learn like introduction to sensual massage type thing. I was like, okay, cool. Signed up. I sent the link to a friend. I said, hey, do you want to come to this? She was like, no, I don't want to be naked in a room for all people. I was like, we're going to be naked. <laughs> I didn't read the full, <laughs> I didn't read the full description. And I thought, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to go um, anyway. And as you kind of go around the room, um, uh, the gentleman I'm hosting uh, the workshop, he's like, you know, uh, your name and what um, enticed you to come today and I was like yeah my name is Orsa you know I'm quite vanilla in the bedroom and straight up he was like you know I just want everyone to know that it's like that's nothing bad you know you shouldn't feel like you're less than then he said people who have like what we deem like vanilla sex are actually the most vulnerable in the way because we're not putting on you know it's not a scene it's not a scenario it's us making love and it's us having sex and when he said that I kind of started changing my perception to be like yeah you know I get to own that um, and see what that looks like for me yeah 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 is it because because that's it when you go when you move towards certain scenes there's a almost a like a reverse snobbery about it sometimes you know sometimes you'll be like you're like oh no I'm not gonna fit in with all the cool kids because I don't yeah nipple (laughs) club Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's my syndrome, you know, all the time from like the the corporate career. I'm like, oh my god, here, you know. And as I used to be in my masculine 99% of the time, I had never exercised or explored or felt into what my feminine looked like. Yeah. So, you know, even when I work, you know, with these with these things, there is still, you know, I'm only human, and there is an element where I too feel like I'm not feminine enough, I'm not flowy enough. You know, why am I so masculine? But it's like like you know you get to make peace with who you are and what you're about and how you show up and the other things are for like exploring and getting curious yeah I mean there's definitely an element of that when you're a coach in terms of walking walk your walk yeah. and I, I have that experience it's all you know it's just like sometimes I have very high expectations of myself of always being this kind of massive yeah. perfect person with who's always got a plan and is always very decisive and stuff like that but other times you know I don't know what I want for lunch yeah um and that's cool it's okay yes it's fine (laughs) um but yeah it it still doesn't stop the little thought process you know that that that, that we go through we all we are all human yes um do you know one of the things i really got from this also is that how much how enthusiastic you are about it and how much you like you've definitely found your 
your kind of purpose, haven't you? That you know, this, I really this, have. This is definitely something that you're you're enthusiastic and, and excited to do. What does the what does the future hold for Taylor Match? What, what sort of what are you excited about? Oh, I am excited about so many things. Um, so as the world continues to open up, we're going to have a social this summer where we invite everyone to um, a rooftop bar and just like get to hug and chat and connect, um, which is really exciting. Hi, everyone. <laughs> uh, which um, I yeah. cannot wait for that to happen. We've had a few socials which just sells out straight away because people are just like, oh, you know, they're um, familiar with the community. They know it's a safe space. They know they can show up you know, as themselves. Um, and we are also this summer launching in Manchester. Um, and there are talks of um, other cities as well. Wow, and yeah, yeah. And uh, I had a late cool city. Bristol is actually, yeah, I um the PR agency that I used to work for, they had offices in Bristol. So I do have some friends who lives there who are, they're like, yeah, we host the events for you. Yeah, we want more quality men and women to get together. Totally. Bristol is a very cool place. And we kind of always have been at the beginning of, of, of things, little subcultures and stuff like that. Bristol is, yes. is brilliant. Yes, I love Bristol. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there is um, expansion on the horizon um, and it's uh, amazing with the events as well. You know, everything is is growing um, and we're attracting more like minded people. And the more people have seen me and, you know, I'm constant, uh, consistently on uh, social media and Instagram. They're like, oh, hey, we followed you for a year. We think, you know, you're pretty cool. We would love to talk to you. And I was like, yeah, when are you free? Let's do this. <laughs> There's going to be. There's going to be an explosion of love hungry people, isn't there? Um, yes. This summer. this summer is going to be a summer of love. Yes, <laughs> summer of loving. Um, yes, I can't wait. Uh, and, you know, it's so beautiful um, to make compatible introductions on what really matters to people. We just had a um, some feedback today from an introduction and, you know, she was saying as well, she was like, you really... Um, you know matched us on so many things that's important to me it's like two people wild at heart and uh, they were talking about going um like wild swimming is that what it's yeah, called when you... yeah. yeah and I was like cool I love that you both into that I didn't mm -hmm. even know but from the profiles obviously we get to understand yeah, you know yeah. what's important to them and she was like you know really made me reflect on the high caliber of men um, and my own dating journey and you know it's like giving people hope on yeah. that you know the right person is out there there are quality men and women around who are ready to commit and are ready to you know go deeper in conversation and uh, which is really exciting to put those people together yeah because when i was to uh, talking on another episode with uh with a gentleman we both know mr david chambers and we yes. were talking about um like actually it's quite a good differentiator, you know, a, a great filter. The people that don't put effort in, yeah. you know, like what an important area of life this is for people or they profess, they profess it to be. It is, you know, we don't, yes. you, we, you know, we have our work, we have our family and like, and then we have our relationships, you know, and our health, like this is like one of the four major life domains. So to then not, I'm not even just talking about investment from a financial perspective, but it, it, again, it's amazing how many people are cheap about it. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yes. not people who don't write down their profiles, people who don't take a take the time to take some decent photographs um, or upload them or take any care about it at all, or mm. take any time to think about messing and messaging their initial message to an individual or yeah. to construct a date properly. So let alone... I guess the people who are going to invest financially time-wise and everything else like that into a service like yours are going to, be, they're going to be high caliber. They're going to be people out there who take it, who take it seriously because you're not going to do it otherwise. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's being serious about what's important to you and what we say as well, you know, because we come across, um, 
you know many people who are like at the top of their career and it's like okay you say you want love and you know sexual compatibility is important to you and you know you're trying your luck with apps you say okay how would that work out for you if you apply that to your career they're like oh no I, I would never I would never do that no it's like it's a plan I go after what I want I was like okay so what's holding you back in your love life you know which is really interesting and I think there is still an element of hiding yeah. in a way where it's like oh we're so active oh what are you doing oh you're on three different apps okay cool you know how often are you engaging and as you say if we you know we would never really if we really put our mind you know the last time we were like I really want this in my life we did we did go out and create it whether or not we did have the money before we had the time to do it if we really want it and um, so I do think there is you know an awareness exercise for for people and to see like how open am I actually to connecting how serious am I actually about creating um you know a love life and a relationship and unfortunately I would say that the I don't know how to what words to use is a bit delicate but I do see often as a matchmaker as well people who leave it a bit too late they have just didn't want they didn't want to be honest with themselves about what they really wanted out of fear of not getting it so they kind of telling themselves a story that I'm cool with whatever I'm cool with this and that and then they reach a point in their life where they were like okay like you said you know like when we're really looking at ourselves or oh, how did I just like float to this place in my life how 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 come, you know, I'm this age now and this happens and I haven't got X, Y, Z in my life. And this is, I would say, it's like the, maybe, you know, sad is a very strong word, but it's, you know, I feel for people when they were like, you know, I know it's important now, but I didn't, it, it took me sad. too long to admit. It is sad. Um, yeah. And I guess like, so one of the things, even, you know, I, I work with guys and, and even women, I'm running a women's program at the moment which is quite interesting yes <laughs> um but uh, just uh, and even with my clients when you ask people what they want and what they need you know what their needs are what their wants are what their desires are and i'm not even talking about from a sexual perspective i'm just talking about from life yes, yes. how few people ever actually ask themselves that question yeah or get to the bottom of it you know what do i actually want very few people spend any time on that so i guess just even going through the process of using a matchmaker or whatever and having to face all of those actually spend some time sitting down and thinking about it is going to yes. be a useful experience on its on its own because most people don't, just haven't done it yeah absolutely no most people do not know what they want and what they don't want which is possibly why it feel, could feel a bit daunting as well yeah exactly and it's you know when we are and i guess that's the um, you know, the vulnerability that we can step into once we actually admit to ourselves what we want and we start speaking it out loud in the universe, there is also some fear that kicks back to be like, what about if I can't have it? What about this? What about that? But what about if you can, you know, you've done hard things before. Come on, we can do this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, most people don't think about it, um, what they want and, and what they need. And this is, we, you know, we call it troubleshooting uh, within the matchmaking, because sometimes people are also have very long lists of what they want, and they are very specific. And we kind of go, okay, we hear you, you know, uh, what about if we speak to someone who, you know, has that and this, but not the third thing that you're looking for, would you still want to talk to them? So we kind of help them prioritize what is important to them and why it is important to them. And they get to ask themselves the same question because most of the time they, you know, it's just there because it is, but they don't really know why or the purpose. Yeah. It's an intrigue. It sounds intriguing. Um, I, feel like I feel like being very nosy. So also tell us how can it's been wonderful speaking to you, but how can, how can people find out more? How can people find you? How can people get in contact with you and follow your stuff? I know you're very busy on Instagram. I am. Um, so you can follow us on Instagram, <laughs> which is uh, Taylor matched. Um, you can also email me if you have any questions you can email us at hello at taylormatched.com uh, that is the two um, Instagram is the main platform where we um, are active so join the conversation you know we help you raise your voice for what's important and you help us raise our voice around breaking taboos around sexual desires yeah and what have you got on offer at the moment what, what can people kind of like just jump in and join in with at the moment have you got any workshops coming up anything interesting 
Um, I do. So uh, depending on when this episode is coming oh, out. Oh, that's a good point. I think I'm just being nosy for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a, a workshops later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, just give us an idea of what, what, you've, what you've got going on anyway. Give yeah, me. so we have all of the juicy stuff going on. So um, next week, um, I'm running a, a free course for women around how to stop um, relationship self-sabotage once and for all. Uh, so you can come to that. If you're intrigued about um, Taylor Mash and our community, we're doing a speed dating event on the 31st of March with Mr. David Chambers called Deeper Dating. Uh, so we help you to tap into your vulnerability. You have conversation starter kits. No one will be left tongue-tied. We've sorted you. We've got you. Um, me and uh, Mr. David Chambers, uh, my beautiful partner, we are running a Tantra event on the 18th um, of April, um, Tantra 101 for singles, uh, new dates around our uh, Tantra 101 for couples coming soon. Uh, we've done, we've taught over 500 people Tantra over the last few months, which is really beautiful. Uh, I do. That's on my list. It's on my list. And obviously it got really difficult. I was just kind of like discovering and learning a lot more. I mean, I've done some personal personal stuff around it during lockdown like just just kind of like on my own from reading and i've got in touch i've made really good friends with a guy over in holland mr um Haye pepping uh mm. great interview with him that's already on my podcast platform i interviewed him last on the last series he was the one that came up with the the app the 21 days uh ah. yeah Haye was the was the guy that that was the original the originator of that app and it was him he was the voice and it's changed now and updated to a cartoon character but oh. um, he was part of that the 21 day about semen retention and, and all of that sort of stuff mm, okay <clears throat> but tantra was my thing and then lockdown came and it was like oh and actually as a guy it's really difficult to find people that will engage with you as a single guy learning about tantra stuff there's it seems to be a bit um it's like it's quite a lot of things for women a lot of things as, as couples but yeah no and this is exactly why we want to do one for single people as well because you know it's this uh, belief that we can only engage in tantra once we're together with someone when actually yeah. in, like most things in life when we start with ourselves and find out what we like it's easier to bring that into um a relationship as well and you can then explore together too so yeah we have various workshops we're talking dirty talk on the 6th of april we're doing art of seduction it is all going on basically wow. it sounds like a, a very interesting an exciting community also i think i'm gonna come and cause some trouble in, in and come and hang out with you guys a little bit more because it sounds like fun please um, do <laughs> so also it was wonderful to have you thank you thank you very much i think we've put so, a lot there's a lot of gold in this conversation and i think um i think we're gonna intrigue and entice quite a few people in your direction i think after <laughs> after they listen to this i can't thank wait to connect much. i'll speak to you soon Bye. thank you Sagas of a modern man Still no man's to snow from the deserts at the hottest sand We put together positive plans of action To sophisticated paragraphs from an ape scratching walls With the rock in his hand Like the pioneers that plot the land I travel far through the lines of the paragraph We got priests but we're godless Trying to breathe but I'm coughing Trying to leave the couch but